Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales about some remarkable people I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. A fool from a form Frust. Mr. K was sitting in the clinic room with a large laptop open. He was studying something on the screen which I couldn't see, but which made him apparently frown, although that was only an approximate description. His face was almost stone-like otherwise. His companion, later on determined to be his daughter, sat quietly next to him, also engaged in some sort of activity on her phone, which appeared to be a video game. As I came into the room to introduce myself, both the patient and his daughter arose, and I shook Mr. K's hand, which he took after a slight and stiff bow, and his daughter thanked me for seeing them and noted that Mr. K did not speak English, only Vietnamese, and so she would be doing all the translating. The patient's daughter noted that over the past few months, the family had seen that the patient had, as they described it, slowed down, and that he was only able to take a few steps at times, then he would stop and freeze, as she noted, with the need for encouragement to take on another step. He was also more stiff and, with the passing months, had fallen at least twice very hard, once going up the stairs and once over what seemed to be nothing more than the line that was on the floor in one of the plazas in the area. They had also noted a tremor, particularly when he was holding a cup, although this wasn't particularly severe. All during this description, the patient did nothing but look at his laptop. And so I asked the patient's daughter what her father thought about this. And she said that he was frustrated about his walking. And it certainly had gotten in the way of the usual walking the patient and his wife did. I then asked about what he did during the day, particularly since he was working on his computer so diligently. And then the patient's daughter laughed. He does something like a Dungeons and Dragons thing, but it's all in Vietnamese, she said, with a bit of a twinkle in her eye. He's really into it, plays it all the time. But I guess that's okay when you're 80, when the grandkids aren't around. In actuality, the patient's daughter used the Vietnamese term for grandchildren first, then translated it for my benefit. But with the word, Mr. K looked up. His face broke from that emotionless face to a broad smile. And they went back to the masked faces, as we call it, and he began looking at his computer once again. My initial impression was that the history sounded like a case of Parkinson's disease, and that's what I told the patient and his daughter. On exam, he was very stiff, but not with the usual cogwheel rigidity suggestive of a tremor, of which there was a minor sustension tremor rather than resting. He did have some difficulty with walking, and would freeze after a few steps, and it would take either a moment of significant concentration or a touch of his hand or arm by his daughter to get him to move again. His face was definitely masked, as noted, and he moved very little spontaneously, except with specific intention toward the laptop in which he was playing his game. However, his eye movements were intact, and he seemed strong, without loss of any sensory modalities, the latter which was somewhat 
remarkable for an 80-year-old man. So, although not classic, it seemed as if he might have a Parkinsonian syndrome, at least, and common things being common, most likely Parkinson's disease. I told the patient and his daughter my impression, that of Parkinson's disease. The daughter noted that she had heard of this, and in fact, that she'd done some work on looking this up on the internet, although the terms and words didn't make a lot of sense to her. Well, it's a disorder of not enough of a specific neurotransmitter, I said, then pausing to entertain a question about what a neurotransmitter was. The area of the brain making this isn't making enough, so we will need to add more as a pill. As the daughter explained this to the patient, he just nodded, then looked at me, and then said in broken English, thank you. We started Mr. K on the standard drug for Parkinson's disease, and I provided them an information sheet on the medication and the disorder. The patient's daughter asked me if there was a cure for this, and I shook my head. Unfortunately, no, there is no cure, I said apologetically. However, we can control the symptoms, often for a very long time. In general, patients can do very well. The patient's daughter smiled, thanked me, and we scheduled an appointment for the patient to see me in about three months. When the patient came back with his daughter, the patient was actually wearing a surgical mask. The daughter explained that after they had seen me, about a week later, the patient had started coughing and it was frankly bloody. Going to urgent care, they had gotten a chest x-ray, which unfortunately had shown a mass. The needle biopsy that was done had shown non-small cell lung cancer, and the patient had started on chemotherapy for the tumor. But that medication you gave him has definitely helped his walking, doctor, said the patient's daughter. He's still a little bit stiff, but he can walk with mom now. I was, to say the least, shocked. The patient had gone from a chronic disease within neurology to being actively treated with chemotherapy at the cancer center. What I then realized was that my own cognitive biases had been at work, that while the patient had had symptoms and signs consistent with Parkinson's disease, it certainly had not been classic. And I had just swept those things under the rug in the form of maintaining my own perception of what the patient's patterns should fit into, rather than noting it didn't all add up to a pure case of Parkinson's disease. And as a neuro-oncologist, I should know better, since there were perineoplastic syndromes or immune system disorders associated with cancer that are associated with movement disorders, like stiffness and rigidity. At least the patient was being treated within oncology. I told the patient and daughter there might be a relationship between the two and asked if they would like me to look into certain tests that would provide evidence of this. The patient's daughter asked her dad, who paused, said something, and the daughter noted, if it doesn't really change anything we're doing now, my dad doesn't think it matters. Anyway, he thinks the medication you put him on works, so he wants to stay on it. I told the patient I would work with his oncologist to be sure we managed his neurologic symptoms along with his lung cancer the best we could. 
Both the patient and his daughter smiled and thanked me. After the visit, I sat in my office, ready to dictate, and thought through my own bias in the situation. Mr. K's situation may have presented with neurologic symptoms, but his disease was oncologic. Form proofs need to be signs of caution, not indications of certainty. I began my dictation. The patient is an 80-year-old, right-handed Vietnamese male with recently diagnosed non-small cell lung cancer who entered clinic with Parkinsonian symptoms. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.